Welcome to A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. Doug is here to share about the emerging prophetic generation and how the generations are called to run together. But first, we would love to get to know you better. Visit awordinseasonpodcast.org. If you aren't driving while listening to this, why don't you go ahead and open your browser and enter awordinseasonpodcast.org. That's O-R-G. That way we can explore the site together. You will see across the top, podcast. That's the place you will find our episode notes, complete with scripture references and great quotes that you can share with your friends. You can also listen to previous episodes. As you scroll a wordinseasonpodcast.org, below Doug's picture, you will find a survey. This survey takes under two minutes to complete and will automatically enroll you for a chance to receive a free gift. Not to mention, it greatly helps our team create the content that you're looking for. After the survey is complete, you can come back to a wordinseasonpodcast.org and download a free 30-day devotional. Download now and you will also receive Doug Stringer's weekly Monday morning provocathought emails with a challenging and encouraging message to drop into your inbox at the start of each week. Now we are about to hear Doug Stringer's insight on the prophetic generation, but be sure to come back to a wordinseasonpodcast.org and check out all the free resources available to you and your team. Recently, I came across a few articles that I had written over the years, including New Generation of Leadership Transference, Leaving a Lasting Legacy, Samuel's Arise, and other messages on the prophetic generation. So on this podcast, I do want to address the prophetic generation from an article that I had written a few years ago. In the days of Elisha, a guild of prophets and sons of the prophets recognized the mantle of leadership and fathering that was upon him. Now remember, as we read earlier in 2 Kings, that Elijah was taken up and Elisha received a double portion. Interestingly, prior to that, The sons of the prophets were trying to convince Elisha to hang with them because Elijah was going to leave. Elisha, though, chose to stay close to Elijah rather than going with the group who were looking at a distance. In that context, we can see that at one time, Elisha was part of the sons of the prophets, and yet he chose to stay close to Elijah. Later, we find that now the sons of the prophets look to Elisha as a father. So to get back to my original statement, in the days of Elisha, a guild of prophets and sons of the prophets recognized the mantle of leadership and fathering that was upon Elisha. So at one point, the sons of the prophets and the guild of prophets came to Elisha because they wanted to expand and build. So they asked Elisha's blessing to go. He was then asked to go with them. So in other words, they first said, we want your blessing so we can go and build. But then one came back and said, Elisha, would you go with us? When they lost the axe head in 2 Kings 6, 5, they asked him for wisdom and guidance. And he simply asked them to take him to where they had lost it. Likewise, there are times when we may lose our edge, get cloudy in our vision, or find our passion waning. And we need to reflect on where we may have lost it. Oftentimes, when leaders come to me for counsel or guidance, I ask a similar question. Where do you sense you lost your edge, your passion, your vision? In my youth, although I was full of vision and passion for the purposes of God, 
I quickly realized the need for the wisdom and favor of those who have gone before me. There has been foundations laid, sacrifices made, and a price paid for us to build upon. We cannot build on faulty foundations. Our future is connected to how we honor or dishonor those who have gone before us. It's also connected to how the former generation is willing to bless and release the emerging generation. You see, people will serve and make sacrifices of what they are passionate about. We can be hired to do work and receive a paycheck, but we will only leave a lasting legacy to the glory of God when our vision is greater than ourselves. Hirelings can live for a paycheck, but God's visionaries and dreamers live to make a difference and leave a legacy to future generations. When I was a young Christian, I personally discovered my own need for wisdom and guidance from those who had gone before me. So I'm grateful to the Lord for bringing men and women of faith who made a mark in my life. People like the late Dr. Edwin Lewis Cole and Leonard Ravenhill, who embraced me, challenged, and provoked me to go deeper in the Lord, and so many others. There are many champions of faith who have paid a price, made sacrifices, and laid foundations for all of us to build upon. They have left a lasting legacy for us and the new generation of leaders. Today, more than ever, we need a new generation of leaders who will meet with Him daily to gain His perspective, God's perspective, and be guided by His Word, character, nature, and spirit. We need leaders who recognize the need for a fresh revelation of the work of the cross and the power of the resurrection, so we can receive insight, wisdom, prophetic clarity, and vision from God that will enable them to lead others into an understanding of God's truth and purposes. This next generation and emerging generation of leaders are full of vision and passion. In fact, I can see Joel 2 and Malachi 4 in the Old Testament, as well as Acts chapter 2 in the New Testament, giving us a glimpse into the emerging generation. It's a prophetic generation of visionary and passionate young leaders empowered by the dreams and wisdom of the former generation and linked together for the purposes of the Lord. A.W. Tozier, in his article, The Gift of Prophetic Insight, wrote, about the importance of understanding the present conditions of times. He said it well. Today, we need prophetic preachers, he said, not preachers of prophecy merely, but preachers with a gift of prophecy. We need the gift of discernment again in our pulpits. He goes on to say that it is not ability to predict that we need, but the anointed eye, the power of spiritual penetration and interpretation, the ability to appraise the religious scene as viewed from God's position and to tell us what is actually going on. End quote. Let me go on to say that I believe there is a desperate need for a people with prophetic insight who can both illuminate the Word of God and interpret the present times. Scripture speaks of leaders like, like these in 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. The sons of Issachar understood the times and knew what Israel should do. Prophetic understanding and the indwelling of God's Spirit are no longer for a choice few, as was in the case of the Old Testament. But God is looking to empower a new generation of righteous leaders if we are to leave a legacy and pass the mantle of leadership to the emerging generation. Ezekiel chapter 22 describes a disobedient nation of people, much like what we are seeing today. He describes five types of people, the five P's is what I call them who had all turned from the ways of the Lord. The Lord, through Ezekiel, addresses and calls out the princes, the politicians, the prophets, and the priests, ministers and pastors, as well as the people for allowing the shedding of innocent blood in the land, allowing corruption and unrighteousness to prevail. 
Many were overlooking what was going on around them for personal preference and profit. In verse 30, the Lord says, I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. You see, today God is looking for faithful priests, prophets, judges, pastors, leaders who will rise up as a generation of righteous leaders. God is raising up, I believe, a new generation of prophetic voices of courage. We need courageous voices of prophetic clarity to resound from the pulpits of the land, as well as righteousness to permeate through the halls of politics. We need princes, politicians, priests, prophets, pastors, and people who love God and others more than they love themselves. We need a generation of Samuels and the like, young and old, to arise. Now, while Samuel represented a new generation of righteous judge and prophet, he also carried the God-given ability of recognizing the calling and gifts in young leaders. He was used by God to call them forth into their destinies. J.J., a minister in College Station, Texas, considers me a spiritual mentor and father. I remember getting a note from him and he said, In a man's life and ministry, I believe he must be pointed out by great men of faith. Even Jesus was pointed out by his father. Doug, you came and pointed me out. And today, J.J. and his ministry team are doing the same. Determined that no young life in his city, in Bryan and College Station, would slip through the cracks. I think of Mike and Mandy Reisner, who are the founders of Core Love for Orphans. When they were youth pastors, I remember getting a phone call saying, Doug, we have a burden for orphans. Now, I won't get into the whole story. They, they tell the story perfectly. But I do want to say this. All I did, and it's like when Elisha was approached by the Guild of Prophets and the Sons of the Prophets. They were just looking for wisdom. They were looking for blessing. And so when Mike and Mandy called me, they said, we have this burden for orphans. And and the, the next thing we did was we talked about what that would look like. Where did they feel a burden for? As we began to discuss it, I just spoke into their lives a word and season of encouragement and blessing. And today they have an incredible ministry to orphans called Core Love for Orphans in Haiti and other parts of the world. Mike and Lydia Rosas also consider me a mentor and a spiritual father. And they were looking for wisdom and guidance and blessing. And the same, they have an incredible ministry, not just here in America, but they also have an incredible ministry to orphans in Colombia. Time and time again, it's not that we have to do the work for others, but there is an emerging generation of young leaders who have vision inside of them. They're looking for affirmation, approval, and acceptance. They're looking for that place of a father's blessing. They're looking for that guidance when they say, I need some direction here. I lost the axe head. And we simply say to them, where did you lose it? Where did you lose your vision, your passion? Where did you lose that place of of vision for God that God had given you? There are times that we just need to be there to come alongside to empower the emerging generation. I think of Marlene Yeo, the director of Somebody Cares New England out of Haverhill, Massachusetts, had an incredible ministry to the homeless and to the needy and the downtrodden, and was simply sitting across a table in in 2002 and began to talk and said that she had this burden. We began to dialogue, and something inside of her, I called it forth like a Samuel calling forth destiny. I wasn't creating vision. I was just affirming and empowering the vision in her. Today, she has an incredible inner city church. She has an incredible ministry on the campus of a Bible school. She has an incredible ministry all through New England as a pastor and as the director of Somebody Cares New England. 
You see, I can go on and on of stories after stories where we don't have to create the vision. We come alongside those with a vision and call forth their destiny. See, I do believe that this emerging generation at times can seem extreme, radical, passionate, and full of zeal. But when they are called out by older generations of Samuels, they can be emboldened and empowered to walk into their destiny. Like John the Baptist, the Lord is calling a generation out of the wilderness, clothing them with this prophetic mantle, and to become standard bearers of righteousness, purity, and purpose. They are desperate for change and for those who will come alongside them to give them affirmation, acceptance, and approval. I believe God is uniting the wisdom and resources of the former generation with the passion and zeal of the emerging generation. This present generation needs more than our words. They're needing to see a revival of character and authenticity. We need a renewed passion and pursuit for God's presence, which will ignite a leadership awakening. Leaders who, like Samuel, will not look to the outward appearances, but in the heart of those he is calling forth. May we see with the eyes of the Spirit to recognize the treasure within the emerging generation of leaders. God's measure of success, of greatness, is not the same as man's. Success is to leave a lasting legacy to the glory of God that goes far beyond our human accomplishments. You see, our true legacy comes not from the sermons we preach or how many follow us on Twitter or other social media. It's not the size of our church or business or ministries. The lives we live before we enter the portals of eternity will determine the influence we have and will leave for the next generation. We need leaders who live lives of humility, holiness, honor, and honesty. You see, our private posture does affect our public position. It's what we do and who we are behind closed doors when no one else can see that determines the power of God in us or lack of it in public. Our private choices do have public and corporate consequences. May we be reminded that our legacy is not in brick and mortar, but in the lives of those we are called to serve. You see, while men reach for thrones to build their own kingdoms, Jesus reached for a towel to wash men's feet. And while men pursue exalted and high places, Jesus, the exalted one, left his highest place to pursue men. If we were to leave a lasting legacy and transfer the mantle of leadership to the coming generation, then we must ourselves be committed to more than building our own kingdoms. May we be like Samuel, who represented a new generation of righteous judge and prophet, and he had a God-given ability to recognize the calling and gifts in younger leaders as well. Likewise, may we call forth a new generation of leaders to walk into their destinies. Be sure to fill out the survey at awardinseasonpodcast.org and download your free devotional today. Become a part of the net that works with a donation to support disaster and crisis response efforts and get the latest updates by visiting somebodycares.org. As always, we would love to pray for you. You can email prayer request to prayer at somebodycares.org. You can also call or text our 24-hour Somebody Cares America prayer line. Dial 855-459-CARE. Again, that's 855-459-CARE. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.